You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Hey there, sports pharmacy fans. It's your host, Dr. Rage, coming at you with another episode of the Sports Pharmacy Podcast. As a pharmacist, wellness expert, and certified sports nutritionist, I'm here to bring you the latest and greatest in the world of sports and wellness. Whether you're a diehard fan or an aspiring athlete, this is the place to be for all things health and performance related. So grab your favorite sports drink, kick back, and let's dive into some engaging discussion on how to optimize your well-being and athletic potential. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, join our Discord, and let's get on this journey together. Let's go. Welcome, 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 sports pharmacy fans. I recently was nominated as one of the top 50 pharmacy influencers in our profession. I was happy to be number 38. I was like, that's perfect for me. I'm barely in. Basically how I graduated school. It was perfect. I had the pleasure of meeting so many cool people within that top 50 program. And our goal today is to highlight some of them. First one of the series, Dr. Rob Kress, the godfather of functional pharmacy. What's up, my boy? Good morning. How are you? Man, good. We were talking earlier and Dr. Rob, he shouted out to Todd for highlighting that Godfather functional pharmacy yeah. portion for him. Anything to do with Godfather, I'm sure it has to do with Todd. Yeah, he just called it because I think I've been the one that's been in this game talking about this for like decades now. So he kind of bestowed that upon me. I've got a little Italian lineage. Maybe that comes to it as well. I think so. I think yeah, so. Yeah. I found myself kind of in my career and in personal life as that kind of mentor person, that coach, yeah. that kind of helps. So I think it. And you highlighted that well on your website. And the, one of the things that I appreciate most is how do we better our profession while also highlighting the talent that's there? And one of the yeah. things that you do well is that you show people, hey, there is a holistic approach to things. And that's one of my passions is holistic pharmacy. And showing that and being able to be highlighted on the top 50 is, is such an ordeal. And we joke that I think we both have the nicest hair among <laughs> the entire top 50. So if you're out there, you're listening, sorry. Because he wouldn't, you don't want to wear big headphones like I'm wearing because he was wearing right? his hair. Yeah. I get it, man. I get it. Hey, I when you cross 50, you still got your hair. You just, <laughs> <laughs> I get it, man. Listen, I'm, I told my wife and I, I joke, but I'm serious. Like I'm 37. And yeah. I was like, the minute I see any sort of signs of baldness, we're going to Turkey and get some hair implants, not even wasting any time. Don't even know shame. Is Turkey the place? No, dude, they, their biggest thing right now is medical tourism and they have yeah. they do veneers like the new teeth they do the hair yeah. transplants they do beard transplants i yeah. get asked that question a lot like i'm very well, i'm not right now but i'm usually pretty good about making sure that everything is lined up but yeah it's huge there every time you come back from istanbul all in the plane is just people with bandages on the back of their heads from from the hair transplants it's pretty cool I mean, it's ready to go man ready to I, release them it's crazy because like the programs that they have and it's nice to see is that you pay a flat fee, you get transportation, your own translator, hotel, the wow. service, like meaning like the actual surgery, and then the stipend for food for five to $6,000 American. That's it. I know. It's crazy. It's nuts. All you have to do is just get your, you get your ass over there and that's it. I'm going to bank this. I'm going to keep that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm telling you, there's always a backup plan. If it ever happens, just go to Istanbul. <laughs> Just don't my wife, focus too much on it. It's yeah, it was, my, my, my wife is Turkish. That's the only reason why she we were there. And I oh. noticed it. I was like, what the heck? That is hilarious. Did not know. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. Of course. Always have a backup plan, man. Absolutely. 
So we were talking a little bit about some of the projects that you're working on right now. And mm -hmm. there's two specifically that we'd like to highlight. One of the ones is how you're building your mentorship for other pharmacies and your coaching. And the other yep. one is your project that you're working with another doctor as well. So let's get into it a little bit. Yep. Which one do you want to talk about first, man? Oh, we can talk about pharmacy first. Let's do it. Absolutely. Let's do it. Yeah. And actually this came, I created this about, I've done a lot of things over the years, marketing for pharmacies, certain types of, as I've done my consultant and stuff like that. But it was about a year ago and it's Dr. K Corpus. She's my partner and she challenged me. She's with what you do in the practice. Throw an email out there, see who's interested. So I did and it caught fire. So it's called Beyond the Labs. And really our approach is Beyond the Labs. It's the idea that labs don't lie, but they never tell the whole story. So we're very big into lifestyle. We're very big into the story that got patients to where they are sit in front of us, as well as the goals that they have and how to get them there. So I'm like, yeah, I could do this. So it's a cohort. People can sign up at any time. We've got a great group of outside the box thinking pharmacists. We actually have dubbed ourselves the other ones. Because it is, it, there, there is no other practice or pharmacy training like this. We will talk about everything from past traumas to astrology to different types of nervous system stress response. But then, of course, we get into the clinical. So what I like to say is what my whole goal is to build the best clinician, clinician coaches that I can at a pharmacist. Because we've got our clinical acumen, but sometimes it's, a, it's like, how can we bring that into the coaching realm? Because that's what relates to patients. And that's so... A lot of the training is everything from, okay, I'm going to train you about functional pharmacy. I'm going to dive you into the core labs, such as the GI, the adrenals, the cortisol, the extensive serum labs, and how we can link that together to tell the story about the patient. We do fun things such as I'll look at the three labs and I'll create the patient's archetype out of that. And it's amazing how quick it can come to that. But it's also assessing them individually, right? You might have an individual where their adrenals or their cortisol shot, but their nervous system's up here. So you don't want to stimulate them. So it's yeah. finding what works best for them as far as lifestyle, supplements. So that's what the training's about. We've got a great community and it's actually growing into now we're releasing the coaching program, which is the healer's journey, which is a personal and professional. I recognize we are all on this journey and I know you have learned a ton at your, you say 37 years at this point. And yeah. probably some of it was hard. Some of it was of difficult. Course. It was yeah. awesome. And it's those difficult challenges. Like they say, where we trip up, and therein lies the gift. So it's really training and helping pharmacists to guide them to find their joy in practice. Maybe they'll end up in functional medicine, but maybe they'll discover something else along the way. These two products, these two programs are married together to complement each other as well. So That's amazing, man. I do believe that there's... The future of pharmacy, meaning like just the average like lick and stick filling yeah. prescriptions is falling off the wayside. And I'm as a business owner, I'm seeing that firsthand. I'm seeing how much reimbursements are getting cut. People are losing money. And luckily for our pharmacy, we're about 95 percent compounding and mm -hmm. we do less than 5 percent of insurance claims anyway. So yeah. it's not like the end of the world for us. But for a lot of pharmacies that have just relied on doing things the old way, man, I see the squeeze. I'm watching them struggle. And uh, to be able to offer something a little bit different, and I would say it's outside the box, man. That's the truth, right? It's outside the box, but it's really going back to our foundations. Exactly. Right? Relatability, interactions. AI and technology can replace most dispensing of conventional drugs. And it's going to yes. happen. The big it's chains know it. That's why they're not sweating over any of these people walking off the job for a few days. Like, I think they're laughing at it because they know what the future lies. So I think we're at this point where pharmacists really got to say, okay, where do I want to take this? But it has to have that human element to it. Yeah, that's amazing, man. So that's the beyond labs portion. 
tell me a little bit about working with that doctor and kind of what you guys have been accomplishing that way. Yeah, absolutely. Kay and I met going on six years ago. We actually met off Instagram and it was, so she's a MD and I'm a pharmacist and it was, whoa, I met that weird counterpart to myself. Like the person who looks at everything from the mind, body, the emotions and mental way before we knew each other in the late nineties, the early two thousands, we were reading the same books, like everything from like things about archetypes and mind, body, John Sarno, Carolyn Mace, like you name it. And it's like, when we got together, I'm like, who are you? Yeah. Yeah. So it's really cool. So we complement each other in so many ways, but we also come to the table with our own unique nuances. We have a functional lifestyle medicine practice and it is a beyond practice and we do really cool stuff. So we run it mostly on a coaching program, virtually or in person, but we just came off this week and of having a day retreat for the female patients of the prey. It's mostly a female practice. I run the men's side of it, but even with everyone, basically when, after they do their tests and their labs, they come to me, then I'll sit with them and do a lab review online, put that together. We've got a health coach that will talk about nutrition and we just dial it all together. It's a really cool practice. So it's called soul of medicine. And her name is K Corpus MD. So at K Corpus MD, and you can see both of us on there. And what I'm excited about, I'm also building off of that right now, my new program called Man Unmedicated. So it's basically recognizing the path of the male and how we are in a society right now where we turn to medications, whether it's prescriptions, whether it's scrolling on Instagram or social media, whether it's having extra drinks, whether it's basically numbing our life out. And there's, so this is what the program's about from a functional medicine point of view. And you just, I'm so glad, Rob, that we got to meet, man, because this is so near and dear to my heart. The idea of a whole body, holistic medicine and uh, being able to work with a physician like that, bro, is really rare. Oh, it's awesome. And yeah, no, it's, and I think that's out there. Like during one of my cohort calls, she came on board and she said, Hey, pharmacist, you offer a lot to physicians that you don't even know. You know the meds better, you probably know the supplements better. Physicians don't have the time. How do you do that? Reach out to IF, any doctor that's on IFM, like after you do rubs training, right? Any doctor that's on IFM, A form, anything like that, the services that you can offer. And I've heard pharmacists kind of contact me and say, I'm a pharmacist, can I offer something to a functional medicine clinic? Not yet, not just yeah. drugs. So we need to bring that whole lifestyle, balance, functional approach to it, so. Man, yeah, no, I'm I, grateful. I'm lucky. Yeah, it's really cool to see. And I think just following your journey and just checking out your social media has been really cool. So some of the things that, that I align with me is your approach seems to align with holistic perspective and health. So how mm -hmm. do you think that traditional pharmacies can integrate something into their pharmacy to help boost more of the functional medicine side? And they can either do one-offs, right? I mean, they could do with my career. It's funny. Like I own my own pharmacy very much like yours. It was compounded only. And then I was doing my one-on-one -on -one consults back then. So you can do the one-on-one -on -one consults and you can use that interaction that you have in the pharmacy. Hey, listen, this sounds like a bigger thing. We also offer one-on-one -on -one consults, love to sit down with you. We can talk about it and decide where we need to go from there. Or those one-offs, those point and shoots. After I sold my pharmacy, I was doing a little work different places. And I was like, this is fun too, right? So someone comes in and you can really make a big change in someone's life just by talking about, okay, how are you sleeping? What is that diet like? Because people are like, oh, my dad's great. Well, let me find out. And my dad, my doctor says my labs are fine. What does that mean? So I really get in those core things, where their pain is and how you can make simple steps through lifestyle and supplement recommendations to get them going. You hear a lot of things like drug-induced nutrient inflations and stuff like that. 
that's all well and good, but I'm just going to say it. it's not sexy and it doesn't hit a pain point for patients. So patients don't wake up to it. So we need to know it. We need to talk about it because I think it's a lack of responsibility if we don't, right? These meds are deplete nutrients, but not that thing that's going to grab the patient. Yeah. So you speak to them with their pain points, right? Why are they coming into you? You got a patient coming in with polypharmacy. How are they feeling? They may be loaded up on, do they need the beta blocker? Do they need the ACE inhibitor? Do they need the statin drug? All that together. And how can you balance them out? So there's a lot of different ways that one can do it. I've got pharmacists in my group that have written books and they've promoted that to their patients. So that shows that, well, you're more than just that pharmacist I've been coming to for the last 20 years. That's, good. That's a good point, man. I've been trying to figure out how to better get my book out there as far as the mm-hmm. wellness side that you and I talked about. So I think you're right. Maybe you're right. Patients don't know more than what pharmacists can offer. And it's one of the things, and especially for us in the, in the wellness side, like we, we have other certifications, we have other projects that we work on. And it's not just about just filling your hormone medication. We have a whole larger approach. And I think a lot of people, especially like me, I struggle to get that message out there. Like, how do I show patients that this is what we can offer? It's a lot of, unfortunately, it's a lot of self-promoting, right? So it's a lot of, hey, look what I can do. Is that okay? I'm glad you said that because we haven't been trained to be salespeople or promoters, but do we believe in ourselves, right? And do we believe in our path and do we believe in what we have to offer? So tell the story. Most practitioners, doctors, pharmacists, whoever that fall into functional medicine, they usually fall into it for a reason. They had their own health issues, someone in their family or whatever it might've been. Mine was a complete mind body thing. So that's part of your story. And that's what people hook onto. So that's actually part of the coaching and mentoring program that we're doing. It's how you develop that to get out there. So you suddenly become that personality where you're almost that itself can self-promote. And what advice do you have for independent pharmacists that really want to be a part of a community to help boost this brand of theirs? Yeah, absolutely. Community is everything. Community, connection, and culture. Like these are the three C's. And I'm actually, I'm, that's my training this week for my Beyond the Labs group. So I give them a brand new training twice a month, every other week. And it's sometimes it's weird stuff, right? But there's this power because we're so used to like community pharmacy, patients come in. And if we go 20, 30 years ago, we had them on continuity. They came in for the refills. They came in for the refills. Let's go pre-fluoxetine. It was amitriptyline. They're coming in every week for it. You don't remember those days. I do. I do. Come on, man. That, that was an auto, automatic continuity thing. But now the moats have been broken down. So patients are being pulled away from PBMs, insurance companies, and all convenience, mail order, you name it. So when we want to build the culture, like we, we want to look at lifetime value. And I don't know how many pharmacists really sit down and do that for their pharmacy, but you need to look at each patient and what are they worth to you in a given year, right? And how can you offer them more? But the first question is, what are they asking for and what do they need? And if you can marry that to what you want to create, what you want, like, I just watched a, it was a cool little Rick Rubin from the music yes. industry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's don't create it for your audience, create it for yourself. And I think there's this thing in between there because Steve Jobs' whole thing was find out what people need and give it to them. But Rick Rubin talks about the passion and what it's going to mean for you and how that's going to be a self-promotion and relatability target in itself. So reaching out to community is really important. You build the community within yours, but you're always looking outside to build others. Like you don't know what's going to come from that. For instance, the beyond the labs. I've always been this lone wolf type person. I was like, I don't want to put a Facebook page together. I don't want to put a community together. But in my members area, there's this community. I'm like, all right, I'll try it. And then with that and the WhatsApp, it's just really cool. We've got within the beyond the labs, we've got one that's clinically based. We've got a general one. We got one for our pets. 
right? Yeah. So we've got these other pharmacists that we've never met in person. And when that's we amazing. do, that's going to be really cool. But we're all over the country interacting and engaging this way. So it's very powerful. How do people become a member? They go to functionalpharmacy.com and the tab at the top says Beyond the Labs and then it walks you through it. Or they can just reach out to me, functionalpharmacygmail.com or find me on my social links. That's amazing, man. It's really cool to see. So tell me a little bit about, obviously we see a lot of, we, we talked about this, a lot of AI thing, changing things. And how do you see the role of technology influencing your industry in pharmacy? I want people to, I did another talk on that recently. And one thing that kind of, maybe it's the old man in me that kind of gets me is all this hacking bullshit and I'll use it yeah. as that. The only way through the path is sometimes through the pain and the difficulty to get there, even if it is your joy. When I see the AI thing, I don't want it to replace its artificial intelligence. Like it's taken make it. what it knows from the internet, which is from a lot of not smart people, to be honest yes. with you. Lots. Yes. Yeah. Lots. So you got to be aware of that. Now, if someone can use it to automate some of their marketing material, there's pretty pictures they like to have. Beautiful. If it's going to take time off, you don't like to do it all about it. But I do want people to be very careful on how much they're giving up to it because I want people to stand in their own power in their, and exhibit their own gift. And AI cannot do that for them. You see these things online. Did you write your own book? Yeah, yeah. Tell me about the process. Did you learn anything about yourself? Uh, I learned that A, I'm not the greatest writer I thought I was because I had mm -hmm. to send it to somebody to edit for me. Yeah. And I have a problem where I write and I speak. Like, no, that's of... not a problem, dude. Conversational, I'm the same way. Really? Oh, I got grammar Nazis that are constantly Same. attacking me. Oh, yeah my, fourth, yeah. my fourth grade teacher, I just, for some reason, stuck in here. She told me I was a terrible writer and I shouldn't write how I speak. And I don't know why this stuck with me. Conversational writing is what hooks people. Now, when you've got these people with a million different letters after the name, PhDs or whatever, and they're these grammar Nazis, whatever, yeah, they'll never luck. like them. They're always looking for the problems. But when yeah. people, you know, when you're offering them potential possibility through your conversational writing, that's what's going to hook them. Yeah. I sent it to, have you heard of this company called Fiverr? Fiverr.com? Like they have, yeah. yeah so yeah. I, I just found someone that does like to fix my grammar or my incomplete sentences and shit like that. So just to make sure that I don't sound like a complete idiot. So that was a pretty cool process, but I, it's only 24 pages. It's nothing long. It's something more of, and I'm going to start offering that ebook for free. So if yeah. anybody out there wants it, please, you'll sign up and you'll get it for free. I really wanted to see if I can go through every single step. Like I wanted to make sure that every so the book is, yeah. So the book is called the seven pillars of wellness. Yeah. And I want to make sure that I'm living my life to that as well, because how right. am I supposed to teach someone to do it? If I'm not doing it myself, I know you'd learned a ton of that. There's a quote that says writing a book is like an access an ice ax to the frozen sea below within you. So yeah. you uncover all the stuff that you learn. So my question of that, or my leading into that was like, you got all this stuff online. It's like, Hey, have AI write a book for you. Yeah, you're not going to learn it yourself. That. And that's part of it. It's, and that's part of your growth and that's part of your expertise. And that's, I don't know, I think it's a beautiful process. So I've written two books and if, and I know the Fiverr thing I was using, I think I used Fiverr for the guy that reset mine. If you go to my page, functionalpharmacy.com, it's a free download. It's called whole, whole pharmacy, reversing the trends of disease and an over medicating society. I wrote this back in 2013. And then when COVID hit, I'm like, Oh shit. I was talking about all this stuff. You know, seven years ahead of it, man. God, look. So I'm really interested. Number one, in becoming a member. I would love to become a member with you. I feel like you really delve into some really good information and we'll put the links in the bio to make sure that people can have access to it. So do you have like, this is, I'm, I'm putting you on the spot here. Do you have any success stories that you'd like to share with the audience? Yeah. If you go to the page, you'll see a bunch of testimonials and 
they blew my, that was another thing. And to all you pharmacists, when someone compliments you, says the amazing job you did, ask it in writing or ask if you can reuse that because testimonials are very powerful. And I, I started rebringing them in there. Even from my free CE trainings, I do a lot of functional medicine trainings on free CE or PharmCom. I've got one gentleman, he came very green. He didn't have any functional medicine training. He might've done one of my free CEs, I'm not sure, but I think this was in July or August. And I think in 60 days, he started getting clients. And for him, he had a passion to it. He had a reason why. And I've seen a lot of personal growth to him. So he's made personal changes too. And you understand this too. We were both voted among like top 50 leaders. But leader, leadership is holding space for other people's greatness. It's not top-down telling them. And this is what we do in our, in our practice as well. It's a co-creation process. So we work together with that. Um, that's one that just blew my mind. Another gal who's great, she has her own independent pharmacy and she's been doing her thing. She actually wrote her book before she came when we met. But now she's, I'm like booked out for a couple of months here. So nice. you just step in. I've got people over the years that have been tire kicking in different avenues. And it was actually just one. He just signed on yesterday. Like he did one-on-one -on -one consult with me a few years ago. And I think this is a win in itself. And he's been tire kicking. He's been like just dragging his feet on everything, trying this and that, but never stepping into it. I think for him, for himself. And yesterday he pulled the trick. And that to me is a win because awesome. one, I was like, you need the community because that's where the power is. But two, he recognized, because he's brilliant. He knows his functional medicine. He doesn't need me to teach him that but it's the integration of the practice to grow. So that was a really good one. I've got another one that he's reached out to another, he has a buddy that has a health clinic in another state, they're doing like a day spa. So he's bringing those services in. So the day spa's about, they're leading with Ozempic and stuff like that, where that's not in his, I don't know, in his card deck or whatever, but he's, I'm the guy that's gonna take them from there and show them how to maintain that and move forward. Yeah, and all the time, it's really exciting. And a lot of people, it's their own personal health. So a lot of pharmacists will sign up just because I've got my own personal journey. I want to talk about mm -hmm. one gal. It was great. I sat with her on the call and I could see like, she was, she just wanted to, like, she was very, she was very calm. Right. And I'm like, no, one's that calm. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> got stuffed inside. And one of the, of one of the other things we say is energy's got to move. It's got to go mm -hmm. somewhere. So I have to talk to her and stuff like that. I'm like, do you get a heavy bag? And she's like, my fiance does. I'm like, can you go start hitting it? Cause I just wanted to see that come out of her and she started to, and the issues that she was talking to me about started clear and actually have her on a, an interview in the members area that talks about it. Yeah. It's per, once again, this is personal, this is professional and it's beyond the labs. That's incredible, man. I'm so pumped to check out this membership page. I can't wait to check it out. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. This is yeah. called the sports pharmacy podcast, right? So yeah, yeah. we got to talk a little sports. Little Please bit. love it. All right. What are some of your favorite sports that you like to talk about? So as far as sports, yeah, I used to play soccer. No, -uh, for real. Yeah. Me so too. That, yeah. So that was my high school sport. I love soccer. And you still watch it now or no? I don't watch it much, but just, I just love the game. And for me, it was a point of moving energy, to be honest with you. Like I miss the slide tackle. I literally wish I could have a men's group where we just slide, like slit tackle each other. That would be There's something about it, man. There's something invigorating about slide tackling somebody. Is, right? It's like being a Neanderthal, you're just going to just get that pressure out, man. Totally. Now, I'm originally from Philly, so I'm a fair weather fan. So, you know, I start watching during the playoffs and when they lose, they're a bunch of bums. So, whichever team that might be. Funny. 
And yeah, but I do a lot of, I just, I'm outside a lot. So I do a lot of trail running. I love sprinting. I used to do sprinting and track and field. So that's my every Sunday. As far as sports, I, this is a cool thing. So we needed to do some interaction locally. Okay. So her son, I was like, like, I wanted to get together, like her son's friend's father. I was talking to him, like, do you ever do dodgeball? He's like, why, what? And Kay also has a yoga studio. So we're going to start a group of dodgeball and just nice. kind of let oh, it out. I love dodgeball. of sports, because I think with sports, is this inherent play that we got to recognize because it's got such medicine for our nervous system. And then that's going to be the ad engagement in community. I, so I did, uh, I did seven years of Taekwondo when I was younger too. I got yeah. my, my, my secondary black belt. And at the end of every session, the instructors always used to play dodgeball with us and just, just really? pelt us with these balls. Yeah. It was cool because it teaches you movement, right? Like the whole idea with Taekwondo is quick defensive movements. And that's how we integrate it is like dodge this damn ball or I'm here to get in the face, this kind of thing. And yeah, uh, that was really fun. I love dodgeball. I think. So what did that feel like? So you're going through a Taekwondo training, which I would think would be very structured, very yep. controlled. Oh yeah. Very. And then you get to just shake it off unleash yeah, yeah. Uh, i was like it's, all right now it's time to unleash your energy and it just it's it makes you have to focus on 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 movement your next move and how do i avoid x y and z kind of thing so it's like you're you turn your brain from just ultra this is the pattern that i have to do and i have to do it consistently and correctly now it's got to you got to flip your brain immediately and be like all right we're gonna catch you off guard it's time to go yeah that's pretty cool it was fun shout out that's to taekwondo really cool. davis that. taekwondo man if y'all are still out there <laughs> I, you know what's funny? So I, it was actually in Greensboro, North Carolina that I was doing Taekwondo. Uh -huh. And then I moved to Texas in 2012. Their Taekwondo studio moved right down the road from me in Texas from Greensboro, no, North Carolina. It was so crazy. Yeah. I recently had lunch with the, uh, the instructor and his wife. And I was like, man, it's so crazy to see you guys out here. Are you going to get back? Wait, same ones? Same, bro, same ones. From oh. middle of nowhere, North Carolina to Dallas, Texas. Yeah, That's a random story. I was like, I saw it on Facebook. I was like, what are they doing here? And it's five minutes from my house. It's not like far. It's like literally right down the street. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, man. I was like, it's crazy. It's a small There's world. There's something within there. That's cool. Would I ever get back into it? Probably not, man. And I, I got this competitive like thing that pops up in the back of my head that I have to like suppress a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's all. Some brands are just finding a new avenue for it. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. I was, I, so I work out at the Frisco Athletic Center here and we started playing basketball. That's our new thing. And man, some of these people take it way too seriously. I was like, I think I can do this with this. <laughs> but yeah. So Rob, anything else you want to leave with everybody, man? Leave with the audience? I think, well, let's see. What do I want to leave with? I just think for people to be open to the mystery and the possibilities of what awaits for them. And I think it takes, for many years, I played one foot in, one foot out. I always had that extra security option. And then when COVID hit, certain decisions I made, took all that away, right? So suddenly I'm not even a part-time pharmacist or anything like that. And since that happened, it's a different path and it's a different experience and it's much more beautiful and in line with who I am. I know there's a lot of pharmacists that sit out there and I did it for many years with the look sticking for, and they might think there's something else out there. There is something else out there. There's a reason we got into pharmacy. It doesn't mean we gotta be that pharmacist either. Why did you get into pharmacy? I'm curious. I had a friend of mine when I was in my first year of undergrad, he, uh, he overdosed on an opioid. Mm. My passion quickly turned into understanding like medicine. And I took the MCAT thinking I was going to get into medical school, but I didn't really want to go that route. Cause I'll be honest with you, not that smart, not that hardworking. 
And I thought pharmacy, it was like, I was really into the research side of it. Like I thought the research side is where I wanted to go. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I got into pharmacy school, I was like, I don't want to be broke the rest of my life. So let me get a job at CVS. That's pretty much it. Okay. So you started CVS too. Yeah. Seven years with CVS. Yeah. I was a yep. district manager for a while and didn't like the Russell and Bustle. Shout out CVS. And yeah, purchased the pharmacy in 2019 and right okay, before COVID. Cool. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So. Thankfully, we're successful now. We're, what, four years in now? So we're, we're doing okay. Yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. doing okay. Good for you. Congratulations. That's awesome. Thanks, Thanks man. Yeah, it's been, it's been quite the journey. One last question before we go. This is a very important one, okay? All right. How often do you wash your hair? Every day. Every day? Really? Every day. No way, bro. I can't. Dude, it's going to be a grease pit if I don't. I, okay. I'm going to get a lot of weird looks, a lot of weird messages, but yeah. I wash my hair once a week. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let I me, get let that. Me, let me preface this. The sure. products I use, obviously, I use products, right? The <laughs> products that I use are water-based. So whenever I get in the shower and I rinse my hair out with the water, but I don't wash it, all the product comes out. So it's because it's water-based, right? That's the whole idea. And yeah. I trained my hair to not get greasy, basically. So I, huh? I'm, yeah, so I started off like you every single day. And then I started going, okay, let's do every other day. All right, let's go two days a week. And now I'm up to one day a week. No grease problems. I washed it like Sunday. What's today? Wednesday? So you tell Are you me. serious? Wow. Yeah. I have a whole hair protocol, Rob. Like I, oh, crap. I I'm like very strict about what I put and what I use. So I've never used product until I met Kay. And I've never oh, really? had a cool haircut until I met Kay. I'm here. Yeah. I mean, so I go, I buy a bottle of wine last night and they carded me, which was a blessing. And it's nice. Like 53. Oh, wow. But if you could see it. Oh, you look so California, that picture, man. Dude, I had Looks dreads as a pharmacist in the late night. For real? Yeah. So I, in the summer, I have a mohawk. You what? In the summer, like right here, my hair grows out in the winter. Then the yeah. summer, I have a mohawk, like full on mohawk. Oh, do you really? Nice. Yeah, it's like a faux hawk. Faux hawk. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I shout out to my barber, Frisco Barbershop, every two weeks, get my hair cut. Real strict about that. That cracks me up. So I started seeing who Casey is. This guy's name's Walid, right? And He's great. And I like when he gave me my first haircut, I'm like, shit, that looks good, dude. <laughs> but I'm not one good at making appointments. So literally, I'm going to see him tomorrow because this is just nice. entirely like What's two up? dudes talking about the hair. Okay, it's like, you've really got to schedule this head. Scheduled five weeks. I'm like, I'm not going to come in and use a calendar. I had, dude, I had to. My, my barbershop is so busy that if I yeah. don't make an appointment, like I go every two weeks. Every other Thursday, I go to the barbershop. Wow. My wife never understood the importance right. until there was one time I missed an appointment because I think he was sick or something like that. Like he does, he, he like lines up my beard. He gets me like a nice fade in the side and then makes sure like everything is correct. And like the third week, my wife looked at me. She said, you're looking pretty rough, huh? And I was like, oh my God, this is my life. This wow. is the expectation. Yeah. It's a difference, See, man. I tell people is like, you have to have a certain, you have to have a skincare routine and a haircare routine. That's how we look this young. Yeah. <laughs> It's so funny. My mom was into skincare and hair her whole life. Like she taught it. And I'm just like, you know how you just go the other way from your parents? Of course. Yeah, of course. My dad but used now, to tell me all the products I lose in my hair, I use in my hair is yeah. the reason I'm going to lose my hair. That's what he likes to say. I said, he's bald. So I was like, man, I get back out of here, man. <laughs> Keep it up, dad. That's all hilarious. right, man. Dr. Rob Kress, the godfather of functional pharmacy. My man, I appreciate you, homie. I appreciate you. Thank you, Fred. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, consider giving us a five-star review anywhere that you get your episodes. Follow us at Sports Pharmacy Pod, as well as me, your host, at Dr. Mixalot. Join our Discord server for more interactions with me and fellow listeners. 
As always, stay well, stay hydrated, and I will catch you next time.